0: Welcome to Markets Now, I'm Michelle Rook with Arlen Suderman with StoneX. A mixed day in the grains, a lower day in the cattle futures. And Arlen, let's talk about the corn market. We've come off of contract lows for higher closes here. Is this just end of the month short covering because the funds have been record short?
1: Well, there's a little bit of that there, but it's it's just that it got cheap. Um, And when it gets cheap, makes new lows, particularly when it goes this far so fast then the funds are getting nervous because they know everybody else also, their other speculative community has big short positions. So what if we get a headline somewhere in the Black Sea or the Red Sea that causes a short covering, you know, all of them want to get out the door at the same time, end users the same way. So when we've gone down quite a ways, another leg lower, they and it starts to hesitate, they say, maybe this is time to do a little bit of buying, we do that, and then everyone said like, nah, let's go short again. And so we need to reverse that trend. We need some type of story, some type of event to give them the confidence to go ahead and flip their positions. Well,
0: there's been talk of China buying U.S. corn, but actually they've been buying Ukraine corn, haven't they? They
1: really have. They bought about 10 cargoes of Ukraine corn last week. Now they are buying. They don't need it. And the interesting thing, thing with China is they had a huge crop this last year, even bigger we think than what the government is saying. And so corn prices there are depressed, and because of what they're importing, they're depressed even more. So China has been buying corn for the reserves to prop up domestic prices to support their agriculture, which means imported corn continues to work into China as well. Say, why are they doing that? But they're building up reserves of basically all of their essential uh, commodities be it crude oil, be it corn, be it soybeans or whatever, they're building up those reserves. So that's fitting them right now with their objective, like they're preparing for something I don't know. Um, so they're doing that. It's also why they're buying a lot of Milo right now, tremendous amount of US Milo going to China. And so just, but anyway, they're buying Ukraine and they're buying Brazilian, occasionally they buy a little bit of corn from us. Uh, but mostly they're getting it from Ukraine and Brazil.
0: We should also point out, today is first notice day, so all that liquidation we had going in should be pretty much dried up, right?
1: Uh, you would hope so, uh, you would certainly hope so. Now we see where we go. I do think the funds are gonna get a little nervous going into um, the Brazil winter corn, heart of the growing season, combined with planning intentions report at the end of the month combined with quarterly stocks report which USDA is known for their surprises in those reports, that should make them a little bit nervous. Is that enough to give us a rally? That's the question, maybe. Um, So maybe it slows the grind down. I'd expect them to consolidate around $4 here anyway while they try to figure that out.
0: So wheat had a little pop today too. Was it following corn or was that again some of this end of the month profit? Yeah,
1: same dynamics there. The problem with wheat is the Black Sea sets the price. Russia and Ukraine keep undercutting each other. They both had big crops. They're trying to sell to help fund a war effort. Uh, They need to move the wheat and so they keep pushing the price lower and lower. You know, one of the questions coming out of our Black Sea office is, you know, when are they going to offer a price below $200 per metric ton, you know, like it's a matter of time before they do so.
0: No doubt. So, soybean's under pressure today, and we had heavy deliveries, exports weren't very good, and we did score new contract lows. Do you think that market's going to keep grinding down?
1: Yeah, it, it has to wait longer before it gets a fundamental story. Uh, Maybe planting intentions could have a supportive story at the end of March, Um, but Argentina's crop is moving along pretty well. Brazil's is basically made, so it doesn't have as close of a story opportunity in the weather as what corn does. And, and our exports has continued to disappoint. I do think that crush is gonna surprise to the upside, but probably not enough to make up for the lost exports.
0: No doubt. Okay, the cattle market, mm-hmm. uh, setting back here, is this a routine correction end of month in part of what you and I have talked about, this bigger bull market yet? Yeah,
1: that's the way I see it at this point. And as long as consumer sentiment remains, continues this trend towards strengthening, it's still relatively weak, but it's been strengthening the last couple of months. That should help us out a great deal. If consumer sentiment turns south again, then I have to be more worried about the upside potential because the consumer still has to buy the beef. And if sentiment goes down again, then they'll start moving back down the value chain to pork and to poultry. Um, but right now, I think they feel pretty good about it. It's just that we had we pulled all these cattle forward. We got to get through them in the next three to four months. We expect supplies to be about 6 tenths of a percent above year-ago levels. And then we get back into the hole again. And with the drought problem still in the west, we're still not rebuilding that <laughs> cow herd. That's going to be the big question when we really tighten things up.
0: But packers have been pulling back kills here, or cutting slaughter, yeah. right?
1: They really have been, and that's probably helped contain our cash market this week. You said steady, 183 mostly right. in the south yesterday and in the north today. Otherwise, I think we'd be higher yet. What
0: are you watching for outside market perspective? We just recently had Mm. new all-time highs in the stock indices, um, but we're starting to see inflationary fears start to creep back in, aren't we?
1: And, And that's where I'm watching. If we get inflation, and I think also with the congressional spending that we have, the amount of Treasury notes being offered on the market, those higher end or the longer term yields that keep marching higher, I think Wall Street starts getting more concerned about that, less enthusiasm at that point for the equity markets, and they say, if we have inflation coming back, which I see coming back in the second or third quarter, um, then why are we short commodities? We should be long commodities and flipping those positions. That's something more of the macro things that I'm watching for.
0: Yeah, the money flow mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. All right. Good to see you, Arlen. Thank you. Arlen Suterman with Stone Axe joining us here from Commodity Classic. This is Markets Now.